0: May 10, 2023, it's the Waffle Pedro Show. <laughs> Pedro show thanks. happy Wednesday. Started off with John Coltrane doing Rise and Shine. Uh, that's the motto for today. That's a good song. It's a- <laughs> ah, people, you can tell I'm not man alone mode because of the wonders of the those uh, software engineers are stony with their Skype invention. I got Sean Bryan of Mirrors with. Oh yeah, we heard it. we heard this other prod, Matthew. This ain't Mirrors, so you have to enlighten me to this shit later with connections. And, and since you're already talking about your. Uh, Journey through music. There, shot. Please bring your earliest musical recollection.
1: Uh, the music. Oh God, that's a good question. I mean, I was raised same time by sort of four different people. My mother was a single mom, and she constantly had R and B, soul, and disco on the record player at home and also in the car constantly. She was the first one to tell me what a beat was, what a beat meant, what a what a drum kit did. It's it served its function in the band which is funny because my mom's not musical by any means but she loves it so that 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 sort of like planted the seed but at the same time on fridays i would go to my grandma's house when she was getting her hair did, and uh, my grandma was raising me on benny goodman on uh Swing. a lot of big band stuff yeah. you know um a lot a lot you know glenn miller um at the same time, on that same week, Saturday and Sunday, I'd be up at my cousin's house. So my cousins were getting me in a top 40 radio. They were getting me into New Wave. They were getting me into dance music, getting me into uh, early birth of house music coming yeah. out of Chicago because that's where I'm from. That's where I live now. And then at the same time, my mom fell in love and remarried, and my stepbrother, Steve... Who now I find out is my real brother. Years later, that's a different story. Sometime, but he got me re- <laughs> a little complicated. He got me into all the yeah. I mean, he got me in all the wax tracks bands, man. So ah, wax yeah. Tracks.
0: which was big in house or, and stuff. Yeah,
1: funk. Um, yeah, so like you know, when you talk about Trent and Reznor, like that, that's a, that's got kind of a, a big place in my heart. But also, so many other bands that existed before and all, all the all the weird four AD shit. So oh, yeah. like all this was happening at the same time, and I, and I finally. Decided to do something about it after I, I turned thirteen. I went to a house concert.
0: Let us let, go back before that. This pad you grew yes. up in was there musical instruments? No, no. Well, so you had secret. to so you had to use your voice. I mean, the voice is a fucking instrument, right? What, what it about, is. What, can and that, I that, ask that, you about but, school? That, Were you in the choir? Were you in the marching band? Shit like that.
1: I wish I was. I still wish I was. That was too. <laughs> that was too. Short. Doing
0: well, you know, nobody picks where they're coming to, but all the paths lead to now. So I'm just curious because there's a million ways yeah, no, to no, learn. No, all came from my brother.
1: I mean, my my brother was really the one that introduced me to vinyl. He was the one. Okay, playing. let me ask
0: you this: what was the what was the first record you bought with your own money?
1: That's a good question. Uh, George Michael, uh, Freedom 90. Oh yeah, I remember that. Good. Uh, or, or, no, that that's that's actually called Listen Without Prejudice. Am I right, Brian?
0: Yeah, Listen Without Prejudice. Uh. Yeah, and watch out for those bathrooms in Beverly Hills. Scary places.
1: That was the first record I bought with my own money, but the thing is... No, I ask you
0: that. that I ask you that because when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money, so it's trippy to find out what did you spend your money on.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and like the whole time I was going through my brother's record collection, and my brother Lou, there's my stepbrother, even my brother Lou, and he was getting me all the metal stuff, man, all the metal, all the rock, Hendrix, Led Zeppelin. I mean, I had all Led Zeppelin lyrics memorized by the time I was five or six.
0: (laughs) Let me ask you this: What was the first What was the first gig you saw? You know, what was the first gig you saw?
1: The first gig I saw, the first real gig I saw uh, outside. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you, it was uh, it was Fugazi. Yeah, that was the first gig I saw with Fugazi. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, great. That was the first real gig. You know, I didn't go to a to a huge concert, big signed label band. The first. Big band I saw at Aragon Ballroom was Alice and Chains.
0: I remember Aragon were- ba- Ballroom.
1: Of course. Yeah. It
0: burned Aragon down, Ballroom.
1: right? You played it before. I've actually seen yep. you play it Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Let me ask but, you this. What about, now, now I'm not talking about graduating, but in the afternoon when school's out, did you get into that bedroom band thing, basement band, garage band?
1: I did. I did, yeah. At Tell the time, me about it. There was a small little scene. At a Presbyterian church. Of course, they're always at Presbyterian churches. There was a small little scene in Glen Ellen. My mom remarried. We moved to the Burbs while I was in high school. And at the bottom of this basement church in Glen Ellen, they had these events called Kool-Aids. And Kool-Aids were where all the local punk bands came to start playing and start kind of figuring out what that whole thing meant to them. And that was it, man. I was 13, and that was it. That's all I needed to see. And I remember this band playing in a house concert that weekend they played "Smells Like Teen Spirit" before I even heard it. It was 1991. They they covered it the day after it came out. So my first time hearing Kurt Cobain was through a small, you know, punk band of like 13 year olds that were playing in a house concert in my friend Carl's, you know, living room. <laughs> so that was my exposure to that whole thing. Right? Um, exactly. Did you
0: get into it? Did you join these guys? Immediately.
1: Oh, immediately. I mean, I, I got behind the kid. I, I I waited till they finished, and I got behind the kid's kid. Really? And, was that your first time? Later on, I wound up replacing the guy. Was that your first so, time behind the kit? Yeah, but yeah, I was keeping it a secret, but that was the first time behind the kit. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Wow, wow. And how did you know it was meant for you?
1: Yeah, immediately. Yeah, but how did you know? Oh, man, so I was an art kid, and I knew that that was the path, but once I... I knew because I was willing to exchange visual art for music immediately. I knew that that was the switch I had to make. And my parents weren't really happy about it. And I don't blame them. Yeah. You know, they want to their kid. But you
0: know? I'm also curious because people, got, some people, have a fucked up idea that drummers ain't really musicians. Yeah, I don't understand that. That's bullshit.
1: Yeah, it's a, I would say it's a lot of bullshit.
0: So for you <laughs> to pick that, man, I think is bitching. In fact, when I have drummers that are composers on this
1: show, I fucking light up. I just dig that's it why the great ones, that's why the great ones are producers
0: <laughs> yeah and you know what uh, nowadays a lot of these cats like uh, for example Cliff Martinez they do soundtracks they're really good at movie soundtracks and shit because I think yeah. drummer guy yeah they're big
1: picture people they are big picture people they have a bigger they have a telescope inside the room they have a, a, a macro lens
0: now you told me that you ended up taking this cat's place what was the name of this band
1: At the time, they were called Joker's Wild.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you remember the first gig you
1: did with Joker's Wild? I do. Actually, I do. It was at a little coffee shop. There was a big punk band coming into a coffee shop. What the fuck were we doing there? But that was the place to play, man. And then from there, basements. And then from basements, it turned out to be like huge house parties. They what about be- that, you know, you only have your first gig
0: once, so I'm, I'm a little curious about it. Were, were you scared? Was, was this a success? Was it exciting?
1: I was shaking the entire time. <laughs> I, was-
0: I still fucking shake. <laughs> <You> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I got into music with, to be with my buddy, man. I was <laughs> born to do this, but, you know, life's a trip, right? It's just a trip. You don't predict it. It just goes, and you try to... Uh, your your hardest. Try your best. You got uh, you guys gave me this music, uh, this tune called Spasmatic. I want to play it. Thank mm-hmm. you. show. Started that chunk of music off with mirrors. And people, it's mirrors with two eyes. Spasmatic. And then we had Pelican Man, part seven of Planet Chernobyl. This is Charlie Plymell's, he wrote the libretto to this opera that me and Petra did. This is the, almost in the middle. It's 15 parts. Playing one at a time. Svetlana Maras with 2019, 2028. Brand new record from her. Wolf has got a brand new record Yeah, they uh, do. Yeah, right. Pointer Stare, side two. And they just uh, put out a record of uh, trippy uh, collabs, kind of uh, compilation of collabs that they did the year before. Maxine Funko with South Dunedin. Shiverboard, brand new. Amphibian Fruit Punch. Moon X, this is brand new. 90 Mile Island. And finally, Mirrors with Gunshot Glitter. There you go. Speaking of glitter... The first gig I saw was with D. Boone, and it was T-Rex.
1: That was the wow. first gig with D. Boone seeing
0: T-Rex? Yeah, we were 14 years old in uh, <laughs> 1973.
2: Uh, what? Yeah. Holy shit. You know, you don't pick it's those kind of ass.
0: things. Uh, you know, back in those days, I got to tell you, T-Rex was way bigger in England than they were here in the U.S. He had only one hit. Yeah. But you know what? Now now you tell people that, they are going to everybody like whoa but we just dug it you know uh they were first called tyrannosaurus rex but by this time they're that was like kind of two-man hippie jam thing this uh this was the more of the rock band version slider was the album that just come up you open it up it's all orange flowing eddie singing behind so uh, brian it's your turn can you please bring me your earliest musical recollection
3: yeah my um my parents had a Southern Gospel band when I was born. My mom and dad would travel with my grandparents my dad's parents and um they would sing at churches all over the uh like the appalachian area I grew up in west virginia um anyway we we were in a lot of churches when I was a kid and I remember my very my very first memories were. I remember being in a recording studio in the 70s and seeing the mics, the drums. I remember seeing a Vistalite kit. I remember seeing a clear drum set. (laughs) I remember in my living room once seeing a bass guitar that was red, like candy apple red. And I remember looking at the little colored fiber at the end of the guitar strings on the headstock oh, the bass, string. and just, yeah, on the base. Yeah. The bass strings. And <laughs> I'm a little I a they were like blue, you know, like, yeah, sure. Like sure. We blue call them, fiber.
0: we call them, uh, uh, wraps, Right. But some strings don't have them. Some companies don't make them with them.
3: Right. 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 Well, this was, this was, this was probably late, definitely late seventies. And, um, yeah, I just remember looking at it and thinking, wow, this is really cool. Well, you know and what then, I'm thinking?
0: I'm thinking vaudeville because you know when you were born into a vaudeville showbiz family, you became part of the act. Did that For, for sure. For example, Charlie Hayden, right, Petra's father. He was yodeling before he ever saw a bass. uh he played stand up bass, but he was yodeling cowboy Charlie.
3: he's like 3 years old, they bring him into the <laughs> act. Yeah, and he's
0: touring with it. For
3: them. sure. I mean, I was on a few of their albums. I remember being in radio stations and them you know, I remember singing on their albums and singing on stages in churches when I was three.
0: Yeah, so your first instrument it was, was your vo- your first
3: instrument was your voice. Definitely, it was my voice. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Now uh, I'm going to ask you what I asked Chris. You know, uh, first album you bought with your own money.
3: First album I bought was I was um, gosh. I'm pretty sure it was one of two albums I don't know 100% with home, Remember, so it's a watch from Pedro. I'm sorry?
0: It's a watch from Pedro show, so there's no wrong answers. There's no hard questions. Right on.
3: <laughs> right on. Well, I am certain that it was either Aha, Hunting High and Low, or it was Cinderella Night songs.
0: Okay. I'm going to say it was
3: probably Aha. That song, Take On Me, was on the sure, radio. Sure, I sure, sure. I lost my mind.
0: Maybe a VH1. Uh, or a video, uh, MTV, yeah, that's right. what I'm thinking
3: of. MTV. We were too poor for MTV. No, but I, I, I remember that.
0: it was. <laughs> I remember it was big, though, because of that video. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was big on Good the radio, shit. too. And probably live, your first live gig was watching your folks.
3: That is definitely true. If we're counting that, then yeah. that's definitely true.
0: Yeah. Now, what about, uh, do, were you homeschooled, or did you go to, a, like, you know, grade school and that kind of stuff like marching no, band I was choir like
3: public school oh okay public school i played the trumpet for one year and i think i might have gotten kicked out of the band i was really <laughs> just uninterested yeah um, because i wanted to play guitar at that point i i'd seen i remember getting it in my head that i was going to be a guitar player and it was christmas i'd ask my parents for a guitar they get yeah. me one of these harmony guitars and like you know
0: the you're talking acoustic, acoustic right?
3: Oh, no, harmony!
0: Yeah. Oh, like uh,
3: harmony. Yeah, it was a really crappy little sunburst, sort of like and, Dan
0: Electro uh, kind of thing, right? Silvertone.
3: It, yeah, it was like a cheapy that they carried at the department stores.
0: Yeah, I think and Silvertones I were Dan like, Electro's um, made for Sears.
3: I love yeah, those. For, those are actually really great guitars. Yeah, yeah, they are. But um, Masonite. Th- these harmonies, they were not good. It was no, you know, no, I, I, like I one I, inch off the neck. Yeah, that's right. Helps build up the f-
0: the finger strength.
3: Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like jogging in the at the beach in the sand.
1: Yep,
3: that's right.
0: <laughs> right. So, okay. Well, you know, a lot of parents, uh, people be, uh, been on the show and the first guitars, they get acoustic guitars. So they're wondering why they don't sound like the shit on the records.
3: <laughs> right. 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 You know what, though? I had a friend who I, I was in m- middle school with and he, yeah. like, you know, I grew up in church, so I wasn't allowed to have long hair, only a mullet and uh <laughs> this guy <laughs> was in for real though this guy was in my history i believe he had really long hair like a yeah. bass player in cinderella i was so jealous and he had this 212 crate amplifier and he had a bc rich warlock and like the overdrive pedals i was like fuck this pedals this is the sound i don't know how to get this sound
0: right so right he had it that pedal thing was a trip, you know, because, yeah, there was no way you could get, like, you know, master reality sound out of acoustic guitar. No way, man. <laughs> yeah. No way. So, okay, okay. So I'm going to ask you what I asked Chris. Basement band, uh, bedroom band, garage band. Did that, that period ever come to you? Or, or I should ask oh, you, sure. do you use that yeah, harmony we... guitar to jam with uh, Mr. Cinderella from the, the with the long hair?
3: not with him but um i did meet some guys in junior high and we played at a dance and we we had a little band it was all covers at that point and it was called masquerade and we did the um you know we printed t-shirts in in the art room and then ripped the sleeves off of them yes um and i used all my parents like they had this little This little Bose, you know, put the little boxes on the stands rig and this little Yamaha, like six channel mixer and these like white electro voice microphones, with black metal grills. And um, we used all their stuff from like their gospel band in this gym. And I'm sure that it sounded terrible, you know. Yeah, the acoustics
0: um, of a basketball gym is not happening.
3: For sure. And like we sucked and we didn't have any sound treatment or any anything, you know. Yeah, sure. But it was the first time I ever played in front of people and it was addicting. It was, you know. Well what happens with
0: what what happens with Masquerade?
3: Um, I mean we played one other show in the town I grew up in in Huntington, West Virginia. There was a, a police officer who hosted these like um teen nights at a local club. And it was all ages, you know, no booze or anything like that. And we were able to play one of these shows. And that was really cool because it felt like we were really doing it in a club, you know, and probably the same set. I don't know. A couple of people were different members at that point. And then I at that point, I like moved into high school and started a proper band. And um, we we played all through high school. We ended up getting an indie record deal with uh, somebody in California in Concord up North. Sure. And, um, it's by
0: San Francisco like, East uh, Bay. Yeah,
3: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. East Walnut Bay. Creek Concord.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then we, um, just, you know, stole our parents' minivan and hit the road. and <laughs> That was it. You stole your parents' minivan. I mean, we didn't steal it; they <laughs> okay, let us okay. borrow it. But we did blow it up in
0: California. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it man. Happens. When you're pulling a
3: heavy trailer and you're driving through the mountains up in Northern oh, California. Oh shit! Yeah, Rocky.
0: That. Well, that's High 80. That's fucking. That's the Donner Pass. It's high up there. That's man. the yeah. Donner fucking pass where those people ate each other, supposedly. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no. it could be it could be snowing like a motherfucking August on that pass. That's man. right. Yeah, that's it's, right.
3: it's, it's that, do That van couldn't keep up, so you know we just blew a rod straight through the fucking mm.
0: hood. Yeah, I did that once in Ohio, Franklin, right through the fucking case. I had to conk at it for two days because, uh, yeah, the cat couldn't do it. So I sent Edward and Georgie off. Oh uh, no! Yeah, this is, was a. Fire the fire hose days that you miss here.
1: <laughs> I do a lot. Uh, uh,
0: so so, did you, uh, Brian? Did you get stuck in California?
3: We did. We got stuck out there for a couple of days, and then the guy who um, kind of sponsored us and brought us out, he bought us plane tickets and sent us back to West Virginia. And they threw our van on some kind of one of those big things that carries a bunch of vehicles. This was in the mid nineties and they threw it on one of those racks. You know what I mean? Sure. And for Carcane. whatever reason it comes back, this is a conversion van, right? So it's got like the furry seats and the tables <laughs> and stuff. So we, it comes Church. back to West Virginia and we open it up and there's like six boxes of cereal dumped out all over the floor. <laughs> and it was a mystery, you know, it's like what happened in this van?
0: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah.
3: Somebody no, was taking a free ride across and the And there was country. no yeah, fucking Ishmael.
0: No Ishmael who lived to tell the tale. <laughs> 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 we all love Moby Dick, right? But anyway, the boat came back. The only place I got to play seven, eight or eight times was Morgantown in West Virginia. Because it's oh, a yeah. college town, right? Underground Railroad. Well, yeah. I had several names. WVU,
3: yeah. Yeah,
0: right, right, right. But this club that was right near... And so that's where I played. I, dro- I drove through many times and stuff. And uh, I, Yeah, very. Uh, it's beautiful. Absolute, absolute. Um, we're, we're at the end of the first hour. May 10, 2023, edition WAP Pedro Show. Special guests, Sean Bryan and Mears. Hold tight for hour two. May 10, 2023, second hour WAP
4: Pedro Show. <laughs> Thank you.
0: From Peter show, start off the second hour with Mears, doing a knockoff, and then we had part two of two. This is Sawak- Sawako, sorry, go Live at Roulette, New York City, November twenty-nine, two thousand seven. Finally, Vertigo Wales, some associated prods You guys are going to like me to tell me your name. So, let's. How did? Well, how did Sean meet? Brian, how did Mears get together?
3: Brian, uh, we were Sean and I were both on an airplane, probably in two thousand one. I'm gonna say, um, and it was pretty empty. I'm not sure where we were going, but I was um, super jazzed on this band, Icelandic band Sigur Ros. They had their first album had just come out, and it, I was blown away by. It. I was listening to it on my Sony Discman and um again the the flight was totally empty sean was sitting in front of me and i just i i was really super amped about this album and i thought he looks like a musician so i tapped him on the shoulder and asked him if he'd heard this album and then i gave him my discman and he checked it out and um i don't think we really exchanged info or anything but we both were we had some mutual friends that we didn't know about and and we would um end up you know in the coming weeks and months becoming friends and or acquaintances at that point anyway because we really didn't know each other but we would you know you see people around in the same scene and um that that was the case we were both playing with different projects at the time but
0: uh, where, so, what, what town is this because you're talking about on an airplane chicago. oh yeah, chicago, chicago. Okay. okay yes sir so you guys are playing the same scene. You're sharing some bills or stages at or venues? Or...
3: Not at that point. We, okay. Our bands weren't even playing together, but we would just kind of see each other around. Okay. Okay. Um, and I, like, I knew who Sean was, you know. Um, and we did our own thing for a handful of years. And we really, we really became friends before we ever played music together. Um, we would hang out occasionally, go to the long room. And get a drink, go to Lake Michigan, hang out, um, just talk and stuff. And, um, you know, it was years later before we, before we really played seriously. We played together one time. We went to Sean's rehearsal space, a place that he was keeping at the time on Ashland and Milwaukee. It was probably 2006, maybe. Milwaukee, you know what um, reminds me of or, Milwaukee?
0: Is the double door.
3: That's right. You got it right. Rest in
0: peace. Get this. Yeah, I played there many times. They gave me a giant inflatable Jim Beam bottle. I got my prac pad. (laughs) (laughs) I use it, I hang it from the overhead so it like cuts down on, uh, you know, it helps uh, treat the acoustics. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. Very tastefully. So you go over to his prac pad and you have this one jam. Yeah,
3: we, we have this one jam and then I end up moving to Phoenix, Arizona pretty much right after that, um, life just took me out there. You know, sometimes you, it, it's hard to say, you know, you go back and it's like everything in life could look different. If you make one different decision, you know, I think they, like, they, call, it the, they
0: call it the butterfly effect, right? That Ray Bradbury right. story where the guy stepped off the path. Right. Yeah. So all the alphabets all changed. <laughs> That's right. It so I'm pre- out
3: there for a handful of years. I go back to Nash. I moved to Nashville for a handful of years. This is like um, 2014 now, and I start coming back up to Chicago because my now wife she got into grad school there, and um, I'm like, well, let me hit Sean up. Like, you know, we'd communicated through the years, and a lot of my other friends had moved to the suburbs, and um, let's let's hang out. So I go to Sean's place. He has a rehearsal space, still a different space. And we smoke a J and write like 15 ideas immediately. It was crazy. And like, I'd say two of them are are on the Mirrors album, the first songs we ever played together. And maybe three, actually three. Three? Yeah. And Sean and I just like, we just never stopped after that. I mean, we really weren't sure what to do at first about it. We just kept playing every time I would come up. Then eventually I moved back up. And, you know, we went, at some point, we're like, we got to start recording this stuff. So we went to Electrical. Steve Albini. You know? Yes, we got it. And, uh, I mean, we we really took our time making the album, not necessarily intentionally, but we didn't know what it was going to be or what we were even going to do. We just thought, well, these are good songs. Let's keep writing. Let's start recording. We ain't done a gig together,
0: right? I don't mean to assume or anything. We'd never
3: done a gig. Yeah, okay. What
0: a trip. You know, but sometimes shit happens like that. You know what I mean? And uh, For sure. You, like, uh, when they say bottle the lightning, bottle it up. That's, uh, like you said, <laughs> you wanted to record it, right? That's like a bottle of the lightning.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I would say bottled lightning, and I would say that bottle was, you know, shooken up a few times. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. I want to play Where Do We Go? Was, it it, it uh, all happens. Was, fast. Uh, where, it where Do fast, We Go? Then. Was this one of the first batch? It was not. Okay. <laughs> it was just a guess. Here we go.
5: As I walk among the fields and forests concrete raining on my head I don't know if I can feel anymore A voice is saying
0: Why for Pedro show? Mayor started that chunk of music. Where do we go? And then the Holy no, wrong. Fields and Force. <laughs> Where do we go next hour? Of course, why, why? wouldn't I put it there? Because it's like asking the question. You're when you're ready to end the show, right? Not in the middle of the fucking show. What? Like I said, twenty-two <laughs> years. I'm still blowing. No, Fields and Forest, people. <laughs> and then after that, we had Cities and Eyes and uh, Valdrada. This is from Mattaglio Calvino's The Visible Cities, the Bromley Symphony Orchestra featuring the Underwood, Underwood Piano, Harlequin tet Can you guys enlighten me to these other projects you gave me? Uh, uh, Matthew and Vertigo Wales.
3: Yeah, Vertigo Whales is a project that our guitar player, Dimitri Rekuba, um, it, it was a band he was in in Chicago, um, probably in the mid-2000s. And Matthew is a band that I was in. We were on Ryko Disc, and um, we made this album for Ryko Disc. We recorded it in Minneapolis at a studio called Flowers. Um, super fun time. We worked with Paul Coldery. Oh, um, Paul,
0: Boston guy.
3: Well, Ryko's Boston, too. Yeah, that's right. He recorded and mixed the album. He did Flying the uh,
0: Flannel for Firehose. No shit.
3: I wouldn't shit you. (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: Look, can you guys remember the first... uh, Minneapolis. Can you remember the first Mirrors gig?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we weren't even Mirrors yet. It was just trying to figure out. It was uh, essentially... it was myself, Brian and Dimitri still making sense of what this was. We didn't have a name, didn't maybe didn't even have titles of songs, but we played a loft party at a building that I had just moved into. You know, there was a lot of cool shit going on at the place. Yeah. And then we also uh we did a show at the hideout in Chicago. Okay. Under the same under the same sort of faction, the same sort of idea. I mean we really didn't know what what this was gonna be, but we knew that we had to do something. We had to start getting some interaction with the public, just to see if it's any good or not. And lucky for us, it was. Um, we felt that way, at least. Well, when did the and mirrors? Uh, when did that mirror's name come around? You know, it, it's 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 up for debate. But Brian and I finally came up with. I would probably, you know, four or five years ago. This is pre-pandemic, and we went and got a drink at Christina's place in Albany Park in Chicago. We went and played some pool, and we went outside in the back, and you know. We had a few and uh and Brian and I typically go into uh meaning mode. We get into a sort of more philosophical conversations on doing what we do and why we do it and, and that's not just about music, that's about everything. Yeah. And the uh I'll let Brian pick it up from here, but it really began a conversation about self reflection, reflecting onto others and how music was a part of that. But I I think Brian's pretty good at defining that part of it, right?
3: I mean, that's uh, I get confused. I mean, I'll, I'll do my best because I, I had had a few that night, and you know how sometimes you think it's something you're saying is brilliant in the moment. You get a thought. Oh yeah, like, of course. Five minutes later, it's gone. <laughs> um, well, when no, you when you're thinking, thinking about the something.
0: the mirror. I'm thinking of the Pete Floyd, i album where you got the picture inside the picture of the picture. Of um, the picture. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's, that's exactly right. I thought like, if, if I'm talking to you, you are reflecting by like, you're responding to me a certain way with everything that I say. And, and you're looking at my expressions on my face right. and you're looking and then, and now I'm seeing you and how you're reacting to me. And we're like mirrors to each other. Like right. I can tell what you're getting and what you're hearing. By the and like how I'm being perceived by just my, my communication with you and what you're giving back to me. And that was it. We're all mirrors to each other.
0: Yeah. And then by using two eyes, like it's two people. You
3: two know what? Personas. I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me until we were on stage at the Liars Club in Chicago. Yeah. Um, The two eyes thing. Yeah.
0: Personal pronoun, right? Look, we're at there the end go. of the second hour. May 10, 2023. This <laughs> What Wapito. So special guest. Ron Shiant, Sean and Brian <laughs> of Mirrors. Hold tight for hour three. May 10th, 2023. It's the third hour of for Pete Road Show.
2: Are rotten The oranges are all piled up in their crates They're flying us back to the Mexican border To pay all our money to wait back again and Goodbye to no one goodbye are chase us like outlaws like rustlers like bees and goodbye I need your trees. We die.
0: That first meeting on the airplane, you went and checked it out. And you found out he had all this going on.
1: Yeah, I did. And I, that's, you know, that's the first thing I wanted. And I wanted to know who I was talking to. And I, and I did. And it, it right away, even the guys I was playing with at the time, I was in a more of sort of a shoegaze rock band called Waves of Light. And yeah. all of us were pretty, pretty blown away by Brian. He Brian hung out with us. My, my buddy Andrew and I, he hung out with us and we went to go see Spiritualized over at, at the Vic. Yeah. And that was my first time, like really hanging out with Brian a little bit deeper than just conversation. Like we we got to go see music together and and kind of experience that with our friends. And and I, I was really sort of sort of mystified by the whole experience. But when I, oh, and really? a number of times, it's actually how I met Dimitri. I met Dimitri because Dimitri and his band were opening for Brian, and that's when so years later when I ran into Dimitri backstage at a venue that's when i was like hey man you gotta check this out i got something hot going on with brian and right away he was interested because he all those guys looked up to brian but then in terms of like back to matthew like i was so into that band and i already been friends with brian long enough to where when their drummer couldn't play a show brian had me join him over in Indianapolis at radio radio oh i know that so club. yeah it's a great spot so i so i had some some you know i had a bit of like a of a of a visceral experience with Matthew, uh, other than just hearing him on my stereo, you sure, know? Sure, sure. And I was around for that whole time when they were making their second record. I, I remember just sort of being on the peripheral of that and, and really, really respecting what those guys were doing on the second record. I hope that I are tar- talking to the second, point.
0: You're talking the second Matthew album. I should tell the listeners yeah. you, you heard, yeah. uh, starting off the third hours, Matthew doing Army, Army of the Rabbit and the Mouse, and then Jeb Loy, Nichols with uh, Deportees. Tragic Assembly, F.Y.A., Pestalozzi, Jeb Bishop, and Damon Smith, and then finally Mears. Now, what was the first Mears song you recorded? It
3: was probably Parallax, wouldn't wouldn't it be, Sean? Or it was. It, it was the same day.
1: It yeah. was Parallax. Yeah, we had that done Parallax, Spasmatic. Yeah. yeah, we done Parallax, Fields and Forest, and Spasmatic in the same day. But
0: you didn't give me Parallax, <laughs> so I don't know what <laughs> it sounds basic. like. <laughs> You, you didn't give me Parallax, but you did give me Spasmatic. What was that? That was second one recorded.
1: Yeah, I think so. No, no, yeah, it was the second one. Then Fields and Forest came after that. But Parallax was so strong. Parallax was the first song we ever wrote together back at the rehearsal space when we had that sort of Genesis day of 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 uh, of letting that that lightning out of the
6: bottle, oh, yeah. as you
1: as you so coined. Right. But um, why didn't you? Give we, we, it t- we, we we liked it so much that it wound up being the first song on the record.
0: Yeah, but why didn't you give it to me to play?
1: I thought you had the whole record, man.
0: No, no, I only got the songs. I can't.
1: Well, shoot,
0: but but that's okay. Now I'm not, now I'm curious. I'm gonna track it down. I want to go here. Okay. And, right, and right. anyway, I want to have you guys on the show again. You you bring it. And we'll we'll listen to it next time, right? There's gonna be a second fucking mirrors record, right?
1: Man, I'm going sure. to bring the record over to your house, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. I mean, after this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over.
0: I'm gonna <laughs> come you. down to Pedro. You know, I used to practice the Porno for Pyro guys in Boo, and it was 58 fucking miles. And this was in the mid-'90s, so I'm the, it'll be about a three-hour ride for you, brother.
1: <laughs> I have no problem with that, man.
0: <laughs> okay, let me play uh, Where Do We Go. Now, now where do we go, okay? We go to Pedro, right? Okay.
6: Watch of the second watch the wish of the second hand watch of the second hand watch the wish watching the wishing of the second hand watching of the wishing of the wishing of the second hand watch the wishing of the second hand watching the wishing of the second hand watching of the watching the wishing second hand watching the watching of the wishing of the second hand watching watch the wish of the second hand watch of the second hand watch the wish the second hand watch the watch wishing of the second hand watching, wishing, wishing, watching, watching, wishing, wishing of the second hand, watching the wishing of the second hand, watching the wish second hand watch. Second hand, watch the wish. The wish, watch second hand. Second hand, watch the wish of the second hand. Watch. Second hand, watching the wishing of the second hand. Watching wishing. Second hand, watching the second hand wishing that the watching second wishing that the watch was wishing the second
5: hand. So I bought it for a dime. Oh, we dream.
6: Singing a protest song And I belong to the I, I-, I-, w-, I-, w-, w-, I- w W W W W W. w- Copied. So I belong to the IWWWWWWWWI, I belong to You will bury us and we'll bury you. The Russian said it and the US said it too. You will bury us and we'll bury you. So I belong to the IWW, 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 I belong to the IWW, 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 When he's feeling mighty mean, could be sitting at the button of the doomsday machine, doomsday machine, doomsday, doomsday, doomsday machine. I belong
5: to you, I W W W W W I W W I belong to you, I W W W W W I W W I
4: belong to you. I'm not going to be a little bit of 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 a little bit
6: i a little of a little Of a football and somebody shooting up a football gun. A football player with football sword and I be a number one on a football ball. Everybody go beating way, up go the go football go ball. ball. Everybody a Taking our liquor away from us When we're trying to make moonshine It kicks off an awful fuss We're all afraid of ginger But we'll drink better on our fuzz I got the trade I'm drinking by the Wanna get me a bottle? I fall at the mouth like a hog. Like I got the beer on <laughs> blue. Some folks you got it just for a tonic. Say it for me. It's just for your tummy. No use trying. Are you ever been drunk by man? Get your Get long from that come, bottle, and you'll, you'll never be sober, be sober again. I got the beer oh, on blue No use trying to stop us anymore. You better look out, Mr. Tinsel Star. No use trying, I can't live.
4: stand caressed by the dew, beautiful morning glory, good morning glory to you.
0: for pedro show last music for this edition that chunk start off mirrors doing where do we go then we had the holy moly holy holy modal rounders peter sorry about
1: that. holy peter's, moly
0: yeah for, from the 60s right the 1965 this uh it was the indian war whoop album peter stemple was on the show he's still around uh, steve Wet is no longer with us but peter's still playing his fiddle and singing and stuff and he sent me this so I thought I'd play it, you know. Music is music. I really have gotten to hate this genre idea. I just fucking hate it. I think it keeps people separated. You know, you st- once you start it with the arts, it goes through all of society. So I'll- I want to open up some minds that way. So
1: I agree with you a hundred percent, man. Music is uh, it's it's turning out to get more and more glacial in the future, the way that we're going. And the deeper you get, the widen, you know, the, the the wider it spreads. And I, I think it's great. I yeah. think it's time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it, the whole genre idea was some marketing man's lazy ass attempt at trying to make his job easier.
1: You're not wrong. And it
0: just <laughs> fucked up everything. Yeah, it's terrible. You got people going to war over you know
1: whatever. It makes me kind well, of you know crazy. that that's that's also like the, the the pros and cons of radio, right? I mean that that's the expectation radio set up back in the '40s and '50s. You're right. Calling the jungle music, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, now here it. we are in the jungle. Yeah. And um, it's fun that way.
0: Yeah. Yep. And and what's the plan for mirrors now? When did, when did the record come out?
1: The record came out March 24th. So it's been out.
0: It's been out record. almost two months.
1: Okay. Yeah, it has. And now we're about probably the next week or two. We're about to announce some tour dates. We're That's what I was going to ask. What about some? Yeah. Tour we're going to be doing several legs. We're going to go down as far south as Nashville, as far east as New York, as far north as Minneapolis as far west as Omaha for right now. We're going to do a whole Michigan tour, do a southwest tour. So we're going to get busy in the second half of the year.
0: Okay, okay. And and, and what's the band? Is it Dimitri?
1: Yeah, Dimitri, Andre Miller, Patrick Riley, myself, and Brian were a quintet.
0: Quintet, okay. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, where can people find out about you on the internet? Is there a Mirrors website?
1: Yeah, you can go on Bandcamp. It's mirrors, Two Eyes dot Bandcamp dot com. You sure. can find us on all streaming platforms, and then we also have M I I R R O R S Mears dot com.
0: Okay, people, probably there you got links to all that corporate shit, so you can go. Yeah, I
1: mean, we, we also have the we got we got the vinyl the, the vinyl presale because the vinyl starts shipping out in July, so that's yeah. really important. Too.
0: Absolute, absolute, absolute. That's it. Because there's been right big delays and stuff, but they're they're you know the. P- pipeline is getting more more happening and people like buying vinyl now, huh?
1: More than ever. It's Hot. the time, man. I wouldn't say more than ever, but I would say in modern times, more than ever. And it's, it's, we're, we're coming back. It's, it's coming back as it should. Yeah. awesome cassette. also it cassettes. Seems also, cassettes. What, what
0: about that? C- cassette. I think it's just the whole analog idea, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're going to have the record on cassette as well.
0: Okay. Let me ask you this. You know, you get done with a record, all this work, doing it, get it together, and you're like, whoa, finally done. But then so many cats I know in music, they're ready to go for the next one. Are you guys like that? Absolutely. So what do you do? Do you have a a bunch of ideas? Do you have a bunch of tunes? I mean, what what's your composition method? Do you guys make demos?
3: So we in the past, like, you know, this first album it took us quite quite a bit of time to to build it because we were building the band as we were making this album and all the songs were really written on this album with drums and electric guitar and vocal yeah so then we kind of put some clothes on it but by the time the album was coming out we had a band and we had you know i'd say for the last year we've been writing as a band and that's been a very different process and we're at the point now where you know the next time, we've probably got 15 songs ready in one year that, that we're really into. And I'd say the next time we go in the studio, it'll look a lot different. It'll look like us getting all of our sounds up and just playing the songs down that we have. Yeah. and um, You know, We'll do some overdubs, of course, and we'll take some creative liberties and pro tools if we feel like it. But we, will, we won't be assembling the album so much. It'll be more of a, of a, of a band playing it down.
0: Well, so, uh, I'm a, it's dangerous to assume my pop hated that. Well, he said, that's no accident how it's spelled, boy. <laughs> but huh. some of these tunes for the next batch, you might be doing on these concert gigs, these, this tour to promote this record. So they'll yes. get good yeah. and cracked up, right? But playing that's them in right. front of people is the best kind of crack for a tune, right? It's
3: just shaking that's that right, bottle, man, like you said. Word. It's shaking yeah, it's that been- bottle. We played a show at Liars. Yeah, it is interesting because some of the songs, it's like you don't you don't know until you play them in front of people, and then you see, oh, this one, you know, was a little weaker than this one in response, and of course that depends on the crowd also that night. Absolutely. But it's it's uh, it goes back to the mirrors thing. We're getting a a really like a really good mirroring back of like, is our shit good or not?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, instead of like when you were just forming, you're just like shouting into the void. Now you get in the mirror, yeah, with the the band name. Right. <laughs> Reflect.
1: Amen. Well, absolutely.
0: Can I can I put out the invite right now? When you get that second album together and record it, will you come back on the show so we can play it and talk about it?
1: Please. Yes, I, I, absolutely. I beg you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no. It'd be, absolutely.
0: It'd, it'd be... Big time, my honor. And uh, I'm curious, and, and hopefully you make it past west of Omaha. <laughs> D. Boone's pop was from yeah. Nebraska. So, For sure we will. If so- so- you come to So SoCal, yeah, tell what, so we can come to the gig. And I'll get in the pit and start the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the bad fucking knee. <laughs> I'll try my best. No, really, um, Brian Sean, I wish you the best. Keep on keeping on, please.
1: Thank you, brother. Absolutely. Really, thank you so much, man. It's been an honor to talk to you, man.
0: Right back, right yes. back. Can't wait to have you back thank on you. the show. People, it's been May 10, 2023 edition of Peter Show. Keep your power right.